1: Structured Study on Emptiness, the Kula Sunyata Sutta. The Buddha was at Savati in the Eastern Monastery, a local palace. The Buddha's chief attendant and cousin Ananda, returning from seclusion, asked the Buddha, On one occasion I heard you say, I now remain fully dwelling, in the quality of mind, in emptiness. I now remain fully dwelling in emptiness. Did I hear this correctly? Did I learn this correctly? Did I remember this correctly? The Buddha replied, yes, Ananda, you heard this correctly, you you learned that correctly, and you remembered it correctly. Now, as before, I remain fully dwelling in emptiness. Just as this place is empty of elephants, and cattle, and empty of gold or silver, empty of assemblies of women and men, there is only this non-emptiness of this community of monks. Even so, Ananda, when not distracted by the perception of the village, not distracted by the perception of the human being with self-referential views, There is only mindfulness of a wilderness with no distractions to what is not present. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of wilderness. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of wilderness. So that first section is a little bit, um, it's not a little bit of anything, it's a lot. Uh, It's a lot of, of... words there a lot of description there um so i'm just going to read a part of that again Um, now as before i remain dwelling fully in emptiness fully dwelling in emptiness just as this place is empty of elephants and cattle gold silver assemblies of men and women so just think about where you're sitting right now in your own room here there's no elephants here there's no cattle here. There's no gold or silver here. There is just the non emptiness of this gathering of monks. So that's that's what's here. That's what's present.
2: Right. And in that description, that was used to be there. Right. Because they're they're staying in an old palace and you know for a rains retreat. So it, this place used to be filled with stuff. Right. People.
1: Right. <clears throat> then this last part. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of wilderness. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of wilderness. So as we start to see this is gonna go step by step, what the Buddha is is framing here is our quality of mind as we progress through stages of meditative absorption in jhana. So he's already starting to reference the first jhana. Um, John's words here, wilderness is a metaphor for the pleasant abiding in samadhi non-distraction, free of the distraction of craving for and clinging to mundane objects, or immediate surroundings. Emptiness of the perception of the village, Buddha's words. It is then understood that whatever disturbances that would arise from being distracted by the things of the village are no longer present. Whatever disturbances that would arise from being distracted by the perception of a human being are no longer present. There is only the single minded, well concentrated focus based on the mindfulness of wilderness. It is understood that this perception is empty of the distraction of the things of the village. So, again, empty of what's not there. There's not a village there, there's not people there, there's not a parade or anything else. There's just the human resting in jhana meditation this perception is empty of the distraction of the things of the village
3: well, that, is that synonymous with when we talk about the seclusion of mind wilderness yes synonymous with the state of the seclusion yes
1: oh. did you guys hear that online <laughs> Brian, you got that? Um, Laura asked if this uh, metaphor of wilderness is referring to seclusion. The seclusion of um, John and meditation practice. Yes, it is.
4: Um, it's a
2: non-managed environment. Right. <laughs> right. It just is. Yeah. Wilderness just is. It's not a garden. It's It's not your house, it's just
1: the world. It is. There is only this Buddha's words here. There is only this non-emptiness of the perception of wilderness. It is seen as being empty of what is not there. Empty of the disturbance of external self-identification. Empty of ignorance. What is present is seen as there is only this. This is the entry into emptiness, which is in accord with reality and is undistorted and pure. So again, there's nothing here that that the mind is is self-identifying with. There's no objects that that are being filtered through the perception of self. So here, John's words here. The Buddha here is describing initial emptiness from the withdrawal of self-identification with things of the local environment. The mind is calm and at peace, empty of disturbance arising from sensory stimulation rooted in wrong view. That wrong view would be, this is me, this is mine, this is who I am. This relates directly to dependent origination. When this isn't, that isn't. When ignorance is abandoned, confused fabrications do not arise. Section two, or, or level two, or dimension two. Emptiness of the perception of earth. So now we're we're moving down in in absorption of jhana. Using this as a as a frame for jhana. Um, furthermore, Ananda, Buddha's words, as concentration increases. Within the framework of the Eightfold Path, the perception of wilderness and of human beings falls away. Dispassionate mindfulness of the earth arises. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of the perception of earth. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of earth. So again, these things are both referencing the first jhana, second jhana. Just as a bull's hide is stretched free of wrinkles, with many states, mindfulness free of distraction to the ridges and hollows, the rivers and oceans, the trees and stumps and brambles, the craggy irregularities of the earth, non-distraction based solely on the perception of earth is now understood that this perception is empty of human being, empty of the perception of a wilderness. Now there is only the non emptiness of perception of earth. So again, this, these are like, it's, it's word salad here, guys. There's, there's, there's a lot of words going on. But what he's describing, what the Buddha is describing, is layer by layer emptying, letting go of self-identification with thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations, all of the things that are coming up as we're in seclusion, Meditating practicing jhana. John's words. Concentration has increased, but there continues a subtle self-identification to the earth. This is further entry into emptiness, further absorption in jhana, which is in accord with reality and is undistorted and pure. John's words. The Buddha here is describing a non-self-referential view of the earth, meaning the mind is free of being distracted by the ever-changing qualities naturally inherent in the earth. In the Bahia Sutta, the Buddha teaches Bahia that in what is seen, there is only the seen, in what is heard, there is only the heard, in what is sensed, there is only the sensed, in what is cognized, only the cognized, meaning no self-referential views, meaning These objects that are seen, or sounds that are heard, or or things that are sensed, all of those are empty of self. There's no me there. I'm not running those things through the filter of me. And my preferences, i.e. self-referential views. Next layer, emptiness of the perception of the infinitude of space. So now, again, now we've moved through the formless, the form jhanas and now into these, what are known as the formless jhanas. Furthermore, now, as concentration increases within the framework of the Eightfold Path, the perception of wilderness and of human beings and of earth falls away. This passionate mindfulness of the dimension of the infinitude of space arises. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of the dimension of the infinitude of space. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of the dimension of the infinitude of space. It is now understood that whatever disturbances that would arise based on the perception of wilderness or human beings or of the the earth do not arise. The mind is empty of these perceptions. There is only the non-emptiness of the perception of the dimension of the infinitude of space. You guys following this? (laughs) So, uh, it is now understood that whatever disturbances that would arise, based on the perception of wilderness, or human beings, or of the earth, do not arise the mind is empty of these perceptions. There is only the non-emptiness of the perception of the dimension of the infinitude of space.
2: And the non-emptiness is just a word for the presence.
1: Exactly. So, again, lots of words here, but what's being described is something that we've experienced. and we've, we're, we're gonna talk more about this, but we've noticed that when we practice Jhana meditation, we notice we're aware of, we're mindful of the quality of our mind becoming more and more calm, right? Does everyone notice that? Does everyone have has had that experience of maybe in the first five minutes of meditation, There's a lot of activity, of thought, a lot of perception of of the wilderness. And then the mind starts to settle down. And then there's, there's some perception of human beings or of the earth. These things start to empty. These things are emptied as we become more absorbed in jhana. The mind calms. The body calms these fabrications calm. The quality of mind, Buddha's words, is regarded as empty of what is not there. This is further entry into emptiness, which is in accord with reality and undistorted and pure. John's words, Concentration and non-clinging have brought deepening calm. The practitioner has not physically left the initial environment, but the mind is increasingly empty of disturbance. You guys following that? Good. Next layer. Emptiness of the perception of the infinitude of consciousness. Again, these are the four formless jhanas. Furthermore, Ananda, as concentration increases within the framework of the Eightfold Path, the perception of Wilderness and of Human Beings and of Earth and of the dimension of the infinitude of Space falls away. Dispassionate mindfulness of the dimension of the infinitude of consciousness arises. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of the dimension of the infinitude of consciousness. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of the dimension of the infinitude of consciousness. It is now understood that whatever disturbances that would arise based on the perception of wilderness, human beings, earth, infinitude of space, do not arise. The mind is empty of these perceptions. There is only the non-emptiness of the perception, and when we say non-emptiness we mean presence, of the perception of the dimension of the infinitude of consciousness. The quality of mind is regarded as empty of what is not there. This is further entry into emptiness which is in accord with reality and is undistorted and pure. Next layer. Emptiness of the perception of the dimension of nothingness. Furthermore Ananda, as concentration increases within the framework of the Eightfold Path, the perception of wilderness and of human being, earth, infinitude of space, Mm. infinitude of consciousness, Falls away. Dispassionate mindfulness of the dimension of nothingness arises. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of the dimension of nothingness. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of the dimension of nothingness. It is now understood that whatever disturbances would arise based on the perception of wilderness, human beings, earth, infinitude of space, infinitude of consciousness, do not arise. The mind is empty of these perceptions. There is only the presence of the perception of the dimension of nothingness. The quality of mind is regarded as empty of what is not there. This further entry into emptiness, which is in accord with reality, and is undistorted and pure. layer emptiness of the perception of the dimension of neither perception nor non-perception and again these, these repeat, each one repeats furthermore Ananda, Buddha's words as concentration increases within the framework of the eightfold path the perception of wilderness human beings, earth infinitude of space, infinitude of consciousness, dimension of nothingness falls away this passionate mindfulness of the dimension of neither perception nor non-perception arises. The mind takes pleasure and finds satisfaction in being mindful of the dimension of neither perception or non-perception. The mind quiets and delights in the perception of the dimension of neither perception nor non-perception. It is now understood that whatever disturbances would arise based on perception of wilderness, human beings, earth, infinitude of space, infinitude of consciousness, dimension of nothingness, do not arise. The mind is empty of these perceptions. There is only the presence of the perception of the dimension of neither perception nor non-perception. The quality of mind is regarded as empty of what is not there. This is further entry into emptiness, which is in accord with reality and is undistorted and pure. John's words. The quality of mind is regarded as empty of what is not there, which is concentration and refined mindfulness have developed to the point where recognition of equanimity is realized. So, we're describing the the jhanas, the fourth jhana. We've we've emptied ourselves of self-referential views, of directed thought and evaluation, of running things through the filter of me, of eye-making, we've now come to the point where the recognition of equanimity is realized. The dimensions, or fabricated mind states, of nothingness, neither perception or non-perception, were studied by the Buddha from his early teachers, Alara Kalama and Uddekebrahmaputta. Their teachings were from the Vedas, which modern Hinduism is based on. The Buddha rejected these teachings as, this Dhamma does not lead to disenchantment or to dispassion, or to cessation, or to stilling, or to direct knowledge, or to awakening, or to unbinding, but only to reappearance, ongoing eye-making, in the dimension of nothingness in regard to Alara Kalama's teachings. In regard to Adhika Ramaputta's teachings, the Buddha said, this dhamma does not lead to disenchantment, to dispassion, to cessation, to stilling, to direct knowledge, to awakening, Nor to unbinding, but only to reappearance, ongoing eye making, in the dimension of neither perception nor non perception. These mind states were seen by the Buddha as rooted in ignorance of Four Noble Truths. Next layer Release from all fabricated views, profound emptiness. Finally, Ananda, having abandoned the perceptions, of the dimension of nothingness and the dimension of perception of non-perception, one abides in a single-minded concentration, free of self-referential views. The quality of mind is regarded as empty of what is not there. There is a satisfied and pleasant abiding. The mind quiets and is gratified in single-minded concentration, free of self-referential views it is understood that this single-minded concentration, free of self-reference, is fabricated and formed through thought. Having abandoned all self-referential views, it is understood that whatever is fabricated and formed through thought is impermanent and subject to cessation. Understanding the impermanent nature of all fabrications, the mind is released from the stress of sensuality, from the stress of becoming, i making and the stress of ignorance. It is understood that birth of further ignorant views has ended. The integrated life has been lived. The path is complete. There is nothing clinging to this world. It is understood that whatever disturbances that arose from the stress of sensuality, from the stress of becoming eye-making, and from the stress of ignorance are no longer present. There is now only the minor disturbance connected to the sixth sense base that is dependent on the body with life as the condition. There is only the unemptiness or presence there is only the presence connected with the sixth sense base and dependent on this body with life as the condition. So when we, when we empty our minds of self-referential views. When we empty our minds of ignorance rooted in in wrong view of self, what's present is connected to the sixth sense base and is dependent on this body with life as the condition. So now we're talking about six property person. What is not present is understood as empty of what is not present. Whatever remains is understood as what is present. In what is seen, there is only the seen. In what is heard, there is only the heard. In what is cognized, there is only what is cognized. So, Ananda, this final entry into emptiness, which is in accord with reality and is undistorted and pure. Ananda, whoever enters and remains in this emptiness, whether past, present, or future, they all enter in the same emptiness that is undistorted, pure, superior, and unsurpassed. Therefore, Ananda, train yourself to enter into the same emptiness that is undistorted, pure, superior, and unsurpassed. This is what the Buddha said, and Ananda was delighted with his words. That's our sutta. So, um,. When we go around, I want to just hear from everybody sort of one, if, if, if you followed that sutta and two, what is your direct experience of emptiness in your practice when you're, when you're sitting, when, what is your direct experience of that? Tell us. Let's start with Brian. How are you, my friend?
5: So glad I get to go first on this one. Um, <laughs> um, a, a few things. One, the the allegory to a wilderness, which I think is is really helpful, um, because the wilderness is not quiet. It's not empty. It's got a lot going on, um, but it, it doesn't necessarily have humans inside of it thinking about it, right? Which is I think Ram said just, it's the wilderness doing the wilderness thing or something like that, right? And it's, like for me, this this whole Suda is, is really summed up in that fifth to last paragraph where what is seen, there's only the seen, what is heard, there's only the heard, and what is cognized, there's only what is cognized. Right. All of that, that progression through the the, um, the jhanas, whether they're body or mental. Um, is all just abandoning the thought and the, the reactions and the, the attachments. And yeah, you know, I, we I was talking about that earlier when I got on, you know, just to, to personalize it, you know, having that experience of, of not really knowing where I end and the universe begins or the world begins and just that that infinite layer of, Buddha uses the word consciousness, for me, it's just, it's awareness. It's, it just feels synonymous to me that there is no separation between myself and the sense space. right? It's just, that's just what's happening. Um, in taking the, the eye out of that, it's, you're just, I'm just, I'm just existing in that space and it's, um, it's fascinating. Um, So, I I don't know if any of that made sense,
1: but thank you for plowing through this. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. You know, that. In jhana meditation practice, we notice deepening levels of concentration. So, implied in that, implicit in that, is impermanence. Things are changing. These things are not permanent. So, whatever is not permanent and subject to change is not self, right? So, this ties into anatta. So, that... Even in the way that this sutta was structured, the Buddha is taking us through these impermanent, fabricated mind states yeah. and releasing each one. Noticing through refined mindfulness and and you know increased concentration that. One perception of the wilderness of humans of earth ends, it's not there anymore. The mind is empty of those perceptions, and now it's aware of the perception of the infinitude of space. Right? So, something is not here, and something is here. And as we, as the mind delights and rests in what is here and then releases it and something else appears. So each of those mind states are impermanent fabricated states subject to cessation.
6: Matt, are you describing the process of understanding and insight yeah, yeah,
1: I guess so. In that, it's not a goal. It's not a goal. It's not a. It's not, a, it's not an attainment. It's just understanding three marks of existence. Jen.
7: Hey, everybody. Thanks for this teaching, Matt. Um, Yeah, what I'm hearing is emptiness is absence of perception. And in order to experience emptiness, we need to concentrate the mind. When we concentrate the mind, we can observe perception arising and passing away, and we can concentrate long enough to see the perception arise and pass away. And when it passes away, we understand that it is impermanent. And that gives us the fortitude to stay with the next arising of the next perception that comes into mind.
1: Bingo. Brilliant. Well said. Which
7: Which allows for deepening concentration and, you know, seeing even more and more subtle levels of perception arising and passing away. And as far as my own experience, it, um. Yeah, I mean, I've experienced that, but, but man, it's easy to, you know, forget that that's what the point is.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. well said. But
7: Thank you. that is definitely like the, the way the, the on retreat, especially the, the noticing, being able to stay with something long enough to watch it pass away is pretty remarkable when it happens. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Kevin, how are you, sir?
4: I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks. Uh, it's nice to be here and appreciate the reading tonight. Um, you know, I'm relatively new to this, and Brian and I have been talking a little bit about it, so I've been following some of John's teachings and readings, and so I'm happy to be joining in at the beginning of this this discussion. Um, you know, when I was following the various levels, and I have been practicing meditation for a while. And um, it's a little bit of a different school coming from more of the tantric philosophy. And so it does come from more of a Hindu kind of practice, but it does tie some of the, the meditative practices into it. And, you know, as we got into like level four and then level five and level six, I was getting a little confused. And so it was interesting for John's commentary to talk about how those were related to some of the schools that were coming out of, you know, some of those earlier philosophies, and that may have been more directed towards those because i you know i certainly feel like i can get to a place where um, um, i can the amplitude of space and consciousness you know i can i had some experiences with that and then at the end um, it reminded me of a time when i was in india where i just had this vision of of almost like being a child before words and things like that it was just it just was it was like it was i remember saying to my teacher at the time it was just it was so it was it was easy it was like it was the way that things were it was like getting rid of all of these word concepts and things like that when we were born and we just had the senses and we just reacted with the world and it was almost like that was the experience that i was having so that last level was to me and this may not be what these teachings were about but it was like that was what, what my, my experience was was like dropping back into just being present and what it was almost as if it was and you know that that pre-verbal kind of initial way that we enter this world if it, it felt like that is um you know a, a, a state that if we can tap into allows us to just be present with our senses to be present with the world not identify with them and um, and so that was that was my experience with the reading today.
1: That's great, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, um, yeah. W- w- you know what you described. Um, again, those things are belong to impermanence. Each of those, each of those experiences, each of those levels, each of those dimensions, each of th- those things belong to impermanence. So even that you know that presence connected with the sixth sense base our senses dependent on this body with life as the condition yeah. that's that like you said that's just sort of it just is it's just it's just there that's that's and you know what when we earlier i had referenced um what we what is known as the Dhatu Vibhanga Sutta, and in that Sutta, the Buddha teaches about what the self is as as a, as a what the human is as a six property, as six properties: the earth property, the space property, the fire property, wind property, fluid property, consciousness property. None of those things are those things are all empty of identity. They're just, you know, he gives an example of the earth property as uh, all of the solid forms of the body. Fat, feces, you know, all of these different things. The, the fluid properties, blood, saliva, all of these different kinds of things. In in the, In all of that, there's no self. There's no personality to any of those things they they just are um and so in this thing of what is present connected with the sixth sense base and dependent on this body with life as the condition we're getting down to the to the brass tacks to the you know no self-reference there just here this is what it is thanks kevin thanks thanks for hopefully that was thank you yeah, that helps. Thanks. <laughs> Jane, my friend, how you doing?
7: I'm fine. I thought that was cool. I, I really enjoyed that emptying journey. And, I mean, I never really thought about it, you know, and, and it was easy to follow. And then you just left with that sixth property, you know, the body. Yeah. That is just so way cool. But I got to be honest, when I'm meditating, I'm not aware of exactly where I am in there. <laughs> Maybe that's something I'll work on just, you know, trying to be a little more aware of where I am in the, in the j- emptying journey.
6: Perfect. Thank you.
7: But thank you.
1: Dev, how are you, sir?
5: How are you, how are you doing, man? Um, I, I. Yeah, I'm only aware of the calming of thoughts in in, in my practice. Uh, everything else uh, is way over my head. I mean, the the perception of of neither perception or non-perception. It just it sounds like an Abilene Costello skit. You know? <laughs> I I don't, don't know what to make of that. So, um, but yeah, Calming of thoughts, I, 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 I've seen that, I've experienced that. Good. That's that's
1: exactly where you are, and that's exactly where you practice the Dhamma. That's right where you are. You know that. You know the the, the key takeaway to to this is that all of those layers, the four form jhanas and the four formless jhanas. However, we want to talk about that. Are impermanent fabrications, you know, and it, we don't we don't need to get out in the weeds with what they are, you know. That's
5: that's yeah. You know, my 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 general understanding is that as I guess you get more concentrated, your um your you're sort of whittling away at at, a, at at what is not self, you know, and, and what it, what it what just is. Okay. It's like whittling away layer 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 and
1: and um that's that's what's being identified here, is that right? Excellent, Deb. Yeah, I mean and, and if we say we could switch out whittling for emptying.
5: Right.
1: That's excellent. Thank you, Deb. Thank you.
5: Sorry, guys.
2: Good evening. Um, What struck me in in one of the read-throughs that I did with this was at the end of every section, he talks about emptiness, which is in accord with reality. Um, which is, I think, a really important sentence because it uh, it gets you away from all the woo-woo forms of of emptiness. It is just this is an accord of reality. We're still right here in in reality. We're in the body. We're yes. in the world.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this emptiness. Uh, This this calm is in accord with reality. We're not getting away from it. Uh, We're not trying to get away from it. We're right here in reality, in life. Um, And, um, you know, I spent way too much time in my life, you know, trying to get away from that reality. And uh, thank God, you know, we had Siddhartha pointing us back to yeah, just, it, reality is just fine, you know, yeah. just, just be, be content with that. Uh, as far as in my own practice, uh, uh, finding those mind states in, uh, in meditation, actually not. Um, I'm happy to find the first and second jhana, you know, enjoy my seclusion. Yeah. And and the falling away of, of thoughts and feelings, when they do, um, I do find <clears throat> the emptying more in uh, when I'm working uh, highly concentrated. Um, when I'm woodworking and I'm doing, I'm getting into the finishing stages. Um, At some point, there's just uh, the 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 form in my hands and the tool and 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 the shaping and that's that's all there is. It's you know and it's it better be empty of of uh, fabrications because that's when things go wrong. Mm -hmm.
8: Uh,
2: But in in that mind state, in that particular kind of emptiness. Uh, things can can uh, can happen, um, so I'm glad to have that. Um, as far as even wanting to go to those formless states, <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think the, uh, the, the there there's a strong recommendation here from from Siddhartha, anyhow, <laughs> to go there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. First, thank you. Beautifully said. Um, and I think that the important thing is, is is to having the direct experience of furthering entering intentions, mm-hmm. you know, and that you you notice <clears throat> the calm abiding of first jhana. You notice the calm abiding of the second jhana. that's that's furthering mm-hmm. entering yeah. into emptiness yeah. you know and yeah. that's on your cushion even even when you're off your cushion and you're in the workshop you're noticing further yeah. entering into emptiness yeah. where the distractions perceptions of the village, the earth, mm-hmm. the human—all of those things be doing are this. not there.
2: Yeah, no? well, And that's that's no. That's, for me the the, the the pleasure of the uh, of the practice yeah. is is those states. And it's not just in my workshop. but It's just you know being in the world, uh, just doing my job. Yeah. Um, there comes a point where you know, there's this all-pervading ease that takes over. Have patients fall
1: away. Train yourself thus.
2: Uh-huh. Train
1: yourself thus. Yeah, you know, so that's that's <clears throat> that's really that's really good. And that the that, that seclusion that Laura talked about that we talk about is something that is informing life off the cushion as well mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank
3: you. All right. yeah thank you Matt and everyone it's great to listen to everyone's comments and Ram that was really helpful what you just said um, reminding us about emptiness like the Buddha says being in accord with reality that really struck me as well because I realized how much of my mind of what is in my mind therefore is not in accord with reality and um but like you were saying which is really important where it gets tricky sometimes is this you know we're talking about emptying of mind and i was trying to talk about it with my friends the other day um and like it not being like an out-of-body experience we've Mm -hmm. talked about it's an in-body experience it's not And they were trying to tell me, well, you just need to try LSD or you just need to like (laughs) do more mushrooms or whatever. And it's like, um, that can, I agree that that can help people maybe if they're experiencing anxiety or, you -hmm. know, depression, but it was like, I don't know, it gets tricky sometimes because I don't know, that's kind of a tangent. So I won't go too much on that, but Mm -hmm. it's just a reminder that you know regardless it's an in-body experience it's not like some external thing or fabricated view that we're trying to cultivate here and but it's tricky because like what Rom was saying me too i i only seem to be able to be fully concentrated like when i'm doing my pottery for instance when i'm when i don't have to interact with other people but then like I'm just at the wheel and if I don't focus then the clay will go flying off the wheel Mm -hmm. and it's easier there but it's very difficult when I'm I mean it's easier with with you all here because it's a supportive environment but interpersonal relationships are very difficult to shed those fabricated views so I think just more meditation and concentration yeah. is helpful, but it is difficult.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, doing your meditation and, and, and whatever else you can do to, to uh, enjoy that, that concentration and calm, uh, it brings you further.
8: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and that that that's why we call this Dhamma practice. You know, we have to. It, implicit in that is is the repetition of, of of returning again and again and again to that place of calm and concentration. And like we like we've said that that informs us off the cushion as well, in our interpersonal relationships, in our stressful situations, in the car, on the road, out at the grocery store, out in difficult conversations with family, you know. those things, you know, that's what the Buddha said, train thus, train, you know, practice, yeah. come back again and again.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, it has to be in the world. Yeah has to take place at the point of contact. It has to be at that point that reality does not include the second arrow. Mm-hmm. That's the point of this practice. Without contact with the hard parts, then what are we practicing? What are you practicing? Yeah disassociate yourself and get lost in that jhana for no purpose yeah. it's mm-hmm. a it's a function of the practice to
2: you a core reality
6: to yeah. reality is ruined by your conditioned mind this practice and this concentration is has a purpose and it's to to See that second arrow but it doesn't excuse you from suffering that we all share yeah it's that second arrow that is the purpose of this practice yeah so thank you Matt. sorry to jump you mm.
1: oh, thank you david mm. brett
0: <clears throat> good to be here uh thank you for the teaching um i think for me, it's <clears throat> not being attaching to what's coming up. Uh, and it's uh, if you can get to the point where it's you know, accepting life as life occurs, and that whole thing. But uh, one element that is you know having the awareness when your mind quiets enough. You know, if you can put space around everything, which is another element that we don't really talk but about. But it's kind of helpful to when that's. Around that, uh, you know, around everything, it gives you awareness to what's coming up and continues to, you know, you're left with emptiness and more space to be empty in, and then you can see when things are coming in. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. That, that as that concentration and calm are, are developed, there becomes more space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're we're aware of it we can actually
0: and it's easier to pick it it's easier to pick it out when it's like coming up the second arrow or whatever is coming up it's like oh there's more space so here comes something else and oh it's an interminate or you can really it's fake it's not even it's a fabrication you know, there's even more space and then like you just see it coming in and you know comes up you really see it because you're not clouded with all the other things i mean you have to get there you have to empty out you have to let the space in or, or, or just see what the spaces, you know. It's infinite, so it's like
1: Yeah, that that's it's sort of yeah. The second arrow is in the way of the space. Yeah. Um, our our view wrong views of self are in the
0: way of space. Yeah, it's like when you're practicing a lot. Right. When you're doing good, maybe you throw in some whatever. When you're when you're when you're doing your practice really good, there's more space there. There's less yeah. of the attachment. Yeah. You know, when you're doing your push-ups, and it's like yeah. everything is <clears throat> working the way it should be, and then you're, you know, it's em- you're much more empty. It's like what Kevin was saying when you're uh, younger. Yeah. You are know, left with all these senses because you're not clouded with all this stuff. You don't have all these experiences. You don't have all this altercation. You know, feelings. Like you just, just this
1: different your responsibilities are different you not you don't have stress okay. thanks thank you teacher cabin we'll take noble silence tonight you thanks for being here all right friends thank you for a wonderful class we're going to finish as we always do with men so find your relaxed meditation posture. These are the Buddha's words from the Karniya Metta Sutta. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later approve. May all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short, or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state, let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Thank
0: you all. Thank you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com Thank you Peace